Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, October 11th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Judy Gladney has mixed feelings about her days at University City High School. As the graduate approaches her 50th high school reunion, she's remembering what it was like to be one of the first black students to attend the traditionally all-white school. I just knew that I was a black dot in a sea of white. Um, That was just obvious. She first decided to skip the reunion, but has changed her mind after the urging of a friend. More from Gladney in just a few minutes. First, the news. St. Louis economic development and business leaders are launching an initiative to guide the region's growing geospatial industry. It's called GeoFutures. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, the group says it will create a plan to build the workforce to support the industry and bring in new businesses. Ever since the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency announced its new Western headquarters in North St. Louis, lots of organizations have geared up geospatial plans of their own. Startup incubator T-Rex is one of them. Executive Director Patty Hagan is one of nearly 30 people serving on an advisory committee to oversee the new GeoFutures initiative. She says it's time to bring everyone exploring geospatial opportunities into one room. We'll create new partnerships that we haven't even thought about by connecting in a better way with one another. And we'll be able to get to this vision that will really serve our community in an inclusive way moving forward. The advisory committee will release its plan in March ahead of St. Louis University's Geo-Resolution Conference. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. The foreign-born population of Metro St. Louis is growing at a faster rate than most major cities. The U.S. Census Bureau says the region's foreign-born population grew by about 4 percent between 2017 and 2018. The growth rate is third among the nation's top 20 metro areas after Riverside, California and Seattle. St. Louis University professor Ness Sandoval tracks the impact of population changes. We need to be intentional and recruit foreign-born entrepreneurs to the region to bring their businesses here, to bring their innovation here, so everybody benefits. The St. Louis area has roughly 142,000 immigrants, refugees, and temporary migrants. The foreign-born population makes up about 5% of the total population in Metro St. Louis. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is endorsing major changes to certain government pension systems. As Brian Mackey reports, the move is designed to shore up hundreds of small, underfunded retirement plans for police and fire departments. At issue are 649 separate police and fire department pension plans covering communities from southern Illinois up to the Chicago suburbs. Because no one plan has a huge pile of cash to invest, the returns are a lot lower than the big statewide pension funds, and many are running out of money. The current system of investing 649 small funds is failing, and taxpayers are paying a high price. Governor Pritzker wants to merge the assets of all those plans into two, one for police, the other for fire. An association representing firefighters is on board with the changes, but the Fraternal Order of Police is suggesting the plan is just an attempt to grab officers' money. I'm Brian Mackey. 
help us spread the word about The Gateway, tell your friends to tune in, or you can just write a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. University City High School is holding its 50th class reunion tomorrow. Graduate Judy Gladney was among the first black students to attend the traditionally white school where most of the students were Jewish. She has mixed feelings about her days there and initially decided not to go to the reunion. She has since changed her mind. And as she told St. Louis Public Radio's Holly Edgel, being among the first students of color at the school was not easy. We were a family of first. My father was a physician. He broke down many uh, barriers. Uh, he was the first chairman of a department um, of medicine at St. Louis U. We were the first, one of the first black families at um, Pilgrim Congregational Church. So it was a lifestyle for us to constantly be in diverse environments. I wanted to, to go back to thinking about the time when you knew you were going to be going to University City High School mm -hmm. and what your fears, your hopes, your ap apprehensions were about mm -hmm. what that would be like. I was uh, pretty devastated at the time. Um, my parents moved when I would have been a freshman at Beaumont High School. My brother had been the first African-American president of Beaumont High School. My sister also excelled there and held, had various positions. So I thought I was supposed to continue with that family tradition. I thought that was pretty cool. Can you remember your first week, what that was like, and, and what kinds of things you encountered? I think in the first week, uh, my math teacher called me up uh, to his desk and said, why are you in this class? And I said, uh, this class is on my schedule. And he said, well, you don't belong here. And he uh, changed my schedule uh, so I was in a more accelerated class. And I didn't realize it at the time, but tracking had been done. They assumed because I was a black student from North St. Louis, that I belonged in maybe a remedial or lower level math class. What was it like in terms of the activities that you participated in? You know, we coexisted. I was a member of the tennis team. I was a, elected to student council. I was active, but I went my way after school and the white kids or the Jewish kids went their way. So this year is the 50th um, high school reunion. Exactly. I understand you were somewhat reluctant to go, like you weren't sure if you were going to go. I had told myself I wasn't gonna go to another one. And why is that? Uh, because it wasn't much fun. I didn't really um, interact with folks. Um, I can make a conversation with pretty much anybody, but it was stilted, so I didn't really wanna subject myself to that again. How much of that do you think stems back from the fact that you didn't interact much with a lot of the students in your school back in the day? Oh, I'm sure that had everything to do with it. I didn't think it was racism back then. And you know, at my reunion, I just felt I, I didn't have a connection with many of these people. I didn't have a connection then, and it was even less of a connection. It was either 20, 20, my 20th or 25th uh, reunion. What changed your mind? A, a mutual friend <laughs> who has a way of changing your mind. <laughs> and he said, Judy, this is something you need to do. You really need to do this. The only way we're going to change what's happening in this country is if we expose um, various cultures to each other. 
interact uh, more with one another. You decided to do something kind of unique uh, on the occasion of your 50th high school reunion. You're going to give a talk at University City Public Library. Mm -hmm. What uh, gave you that idea, or how did that come about? Uh, The same uh, gentleman who sort of, uh, he didn't twist my arm, but he emotionally just uh, helped me have a paradigm shift uh, that I have a voice, I have a story to tell, and that it's meaningful in this time where the country is so racially divided. That's University City High School graduate Judy Gladney speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Holly Edgel. This story was produced in partnership with Before Ferguson, Beyond Ferguson, and the Pulitzer Center. Our Maria Altman edited that report, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Worth a mention today before we wrap it up, on this day in 1975, TV history. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Chevy Chase was the first to utter those now famous words, and he did so on October 11th, 1975, the very first episode of Saturday Night Live. And I've probably watched too many of those episodes over the years. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.